0: I would apologize, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Emery Saunders. And we're here to bring you all the nerdy news you need to know about this week. First up, I'd like to uh, go ahead and give a shout out. Obviously, Nick Marlat will not be joining us today. He's uh, bouncing around Georgia trying to help his daughter move.
1: I think he's actually currently on his way back.
0: Yep, he had a long day. So uh, we gave him the day off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It'd be hard to do anything less than that. But uh, we'll, we, um, I'm assuming he'll be here for the next episode, so expect that. What what episode will you not be here for? Uh, I think it's going to be two now?
1: episodes from now. I'm going to be uh, out of town in Florida.
0: Yeah, so both of you guys bouncing around the South, <laughs> doing conspicuous things. <laughs> uh, but just wanted to give a shout-out. Uh, those natural ones, the... Uh, live stream you can catch on twitch.tv forward slash those natural ones and uh of course follow for updates on facebook.com forward slash those natural ones uh they had their first official episode (laughs) this past week now it it was actually starting the second part of their adventure their dungeons and dragons adventure right uh if you were one of the the few real
1: ones to catch us on the very first episode you got to see the very beginning of the adventure but uh, anyone who's probably catching up on YouTube will be catch- will be catching us in Media Res uh, in that adventure, and yeah, we will be assuming nothing. Uh, assuming nothing goes completely off the rails, we will be uh, on Twitch every Tuesday at eight thirty.
0: Yeah, and I've been tuning in. Really enjoying it. The first time, I didn't realize that uh, Nick was (laughs) muted to the Twitch chat, (laughs) and I thought you guys were just late to starting, but uh, we got that resolved, thankfully, on a non-recorded format, so Uh, yeah, nobody has to know. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, the second episode seemed to go really well. Uh, I I didn't stay up for the whole thing, because you guys started a little late for me (laughs) Uh, on a work night.
1: Yeah, a little bit, yeah.
0: (laughs) But uh, I did enjoy your uh, ship-slash-piracy escapades and crashing of said <laughs> ship <laughs>
1: yeah to say that uh <laughs> to say that that went well is to say that uh, the story of police academy is about a <laughs> finely tuned police force doing exactly everything according to the book
0: nailed it <laughs> uh so yeah that's really enjoyable so definitely check that out if you are so inclined Um, Other than that, uh, what have you been up to, Emery? Uh, Well, uh, I have been
1: uh, keeping up with uh, gaming more than anything. Uh, Comics lately haven't really been reading much of anything.
0: X-Men really hurt you, didn't it? They they hurt me deep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's, there's just nothing you can do. It's... It's terrible. It, it's it's going to stay terrible. It, it's pod people.
1: It's it, it's pod people. Like right now, it's rough. Like right now, like the big story with X Men is that they're resolving. They're resolving everyone finding out that they're pod people. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, <clears throat> we figured out how you guys keep coming back from the dead. Gross, but I also want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, like, yeah, the Eternals, they think they're gross. Uh, the humans, I mean, if you're rich and you're nasty, like this is exactly what you're looking for, to just ne- never die and always be reborn in a nasty egg. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reborn in a... They keep calling him Egg, but I'm always going to call him Gold Balls. He's always he's Gold, Gold Balls. He's Gold Balls He to is me. Gold Balls. It is official. <laughs> you get reborn and Gold Balls is Gold Ball Goop. That is canon. <laughs> that, is, that, that is painfully canon. Hickman, why are you like this? <laughs> why was this desi- the decision you made? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who raised you? Uh, it makes me happy <laughs> seeing you as a Marvel fan suffer in some <sighs> way. 'Cause I have no joy. Yeah, right. <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the DC world. Yeah. It's hard our, to take much. Our joy stars from... are literally getting booed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at oh, the oh, oh, s- save that. Save yeah. that. We're gonna get to that one. Back pocket. Oh boy. Uh, rough. <laughs> we are in for A wild night.
0: (laughs) Uh, Speaking of which, we have a lot of news today, so we're going to try our best to keep the rants down. Yeah, for the love of God. For those of (laughs) you who did tune into last week's episode, it was basically the first half of San Diego Comic-Con coverage. Uh, It went rough. (laughs) We had our our camera, our old camera, which I've now replaced out of frustration, uh, (laughs) overheat several times and lose footage and lose focus. Uh, We had YouTube hitting us with multiple copyright strikes for having a little tiny box that shows the trailer for what we are talking about. Again, not the episode or the movie, just a trailer that they produce to promote said products. But uh, apparently that's asking too much, Uh, even without audio or anything. Yeah. So I had to re-upload it multiple times with multiple edits. And the last one is missing some content because I was just so frustrated. I couldn't figure out – it was so inconsistent I couldn't figure out what I had to remove <laughs> to make it happy because it kept changing its mind on what was causing an issue. Y- yeah, YouTube, make up your mind. Yeah, Come it, was, on. it was rough. But uh, obviously we've abandoned the uh, headset mics. There's just too many – unpleasant noises and plosives and volume changes going on so hopefully having the desk mics back will make it a little uh, more enjoyable we've got some new equipment like shock mounts and stuff yeah we, we, that'll get rid of any kind of handling noise so it shouldn't minimize anything like that
1: yeah we won't have to worry about uh mics you know going a little flaccid yeah yeah, 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 these yeah, ones stay up the whole moments. time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bringing back the D&D. Uh, but obviously, we're not going to talk about uh, any of the stuff we reviewed last week. So if you want to hear about the stuff from the first half of San Diego Comic-Con, be sure to go back to episode 58 and watch uh, that episode, especially the first half, which really covers most of the San Diego stuff. Uh, and then we have some nice, uh, enjoyable news beyond San Diego Comic-Con, of course, and it was a busy news week, so there was a lot uh, there. Y- yeah, that was a big day. Yep, and then we ranted for a half an hour about uh, <laughs> a show that wasn't in the news. No. That got cut. We it, we ranted for 15 minutes about uh, Shamalama Ding Dong <laughs> and his horrid recent movie career. It's Shyamalan, for those who aren't. Already privy to what we do to
1: his last name,
0: yeah. And yeah. We we went on we went on multiple <laughs> tangents that multiple unfortunately lasted two roughly two hours twenty minutes worth of cut footage and <laughs> <laughs> podcast material because a I couldn't edit it and uh, b uh, there are limits there are data limits to what the- YouTube and Squarespace and all of our podcast apps will accept. Yeah, we kind of
1: <laughs> Thor-loving-thundered you that time. Yep, yep. <laughs> it, so
0: There's a lot that was cut. It's a little bit snappy. Some there... of it won't make sense, if, but if you watch the video, there'll be some awkward <laughs> cuts in there. But I tried to make it as enjoyable and smooth a process as possible. And there, like I said, there is some lost footage in the last episode just because the video camera overheated and didn't decide to tell us I guess I don't know just it just quit it, it, yeah and the <laughs> indicator light stayed on everything else went off. It, it just it couldn't take it yeah we went too long. we were too saucy <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so you should see a distinct uh, quality improvement both with the camera and uh, with the mics and we'll be able to be a lot more consistent because I don't have to watch a timer anymore to give you some inside baseball uh, because there used to be a hard 30 minute software limit to the camera because of tax laws in the eu fun fact eu why are you like this yeah so come on just unnecessary just why why does it have to affect me y- you I, know, I do not live in the eu you know that podcasting is a thing make it easier for everyone please yeah very unnecessary need to update that law uh, but anyway, uh, as far as nerd stuff, uh, I, I talked about this a, very briefly before we went on another crazy rant last week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I finished Hawkeye finally. I'm making my way through the, the Marvel stuff to finally get caught up. I know I have not watched Miss Marvel yet because I still got <laughs> several shows and movies to go. Okay. Uh, okay. This I watched is... Shang-Chi, uh, which I, I actually enjoyed more than I thought I would. Uh, however, that thing is just drenched in horrible CG, <laughs> just <laughs> the worst of the worst CG, just everywhere. Especially in the end, like that last act is just
1: oh, if you CG think, blob monsters. If, if you think that's the worst of the worst, who oh
0: boy, you are well next up is Eternals so (laughs) I'm assuming (laughs) I'm going on a limb here oh I'm I'm really
1: interested to see how long you stay awake for that one
0: all right (laughs) (laughs) ringing endorsement from Emory Saunders (laughs) um but yeah well that'll be next I expect this week assuming the edits go as well as I hope they do with the new equipment and new setup um I, I hope that I can finally sit down and knock some of this shit out because <laughs> there's just so much just lingering, yeah. bothering me. Yeah, knocking it out in a single sitting. <laughs> yep, that's assuming Witcher 3 doesn't distract me some more. I hey, hate, hate. Which stop. I also hey, have to finish. You, oh my it's God. It's so long. <laughs> it, it's so long it hurts. <laughs> I'd rather read the entire book series again. <laughs> Then play the game this much. There's too many question marks. My OCD can't handle it. All right. I'm just going to recommend you a different, better book series. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With that said, let's jump into the news. There is quite a bit of it, but it's all really cool, really fun stuff. So uh, really no filler here. First up, uh, we'll go over the San Diego Comic-Con Days uh, 3 and 4 and uh, what those brought to the table. A lot of big Marvel announcements. There's some uh, more TV-slash-animation-focused materials coming out of the the Marvel announcements early on. And then they really got into the big stuff that everybody was looking for. First up, MCU Phases 4 through 6 will officially be called the Multiverse Saga. Uh, And they also outlined Phase 5 and 6 officially. And we received a new trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which will be coming to theaters on November 11th.
1: Oh. Yeah, I'll just say this about the trailer. It's unfortunate that the real-life tragic loss of Chadwick Boseman is making that trailer hit that much harder. Yeah. But that trailer hits
0: hard. It does. Like far more than I thought. And let's not forget the most important part. They have classic Namor, <laughs> with wing <laughs> shoes and all, <laughs> Dude, now, crawling out of the ocean. I'm oh, assuming. Oh, those wings and aren't on shorts. his shoes,
1: boy. Those are on his ankles. Oh
0: God, I forgot that's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like if you go back and watch the birthing scene that they <laughs> that they show in the movie, and also it's a little wild that they're depicting birth in a marvel movie it's a little strange yeah they, they chose to do it with namor <laughs> it, it, of all the things they could have depicted they depicted uh, an infant with uh tiny wings on their feet yeah underwater yeah because we're going
0: full bonkers now it's ridiculous <laughs> i kind of hope that namor is the surprise black panther Oh. He just takes the mantle. Oh. (laughs) And everybody's like, what? Is
1: it just because you want him to cover those wings?
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they're going to Iron Man 3 it and just have a twist that no one saw coming. No. Everybody gets hyped. And then they just do the most unnecessary plot
1: twist of all time. I'm telling you now, it's very obvious that it's going to be Shuri. (laughs) Shuri's going to be Black Panther. Don't mess with my fantasy here. Uh, I have to, okay? I cannot have you sound (laughs) like you're doing cocaine like the rest of doing cocaine comics. Yeah, they've had a bad influence on me, I have to admit. God. Um, Cocaine's getting in your nose vicariously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Getting secondhand coke. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, they depress me. But uh, this trailer (laughs) didn't depress me, Uh, at least not yet. I, I, I really enjoyed the trailer. I thought it looked really hype. I thought they hit a really cool tone with it, with how they're addressing Bozeman's death. At least I'm assuming how they're addressing Bozeman's death.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely appears as though um, they're going to be leaning into that and... Uh, Basically making way for like at least a few new characters, one of which is going to be getting their own series. Yep. Uh further down the what has, as you mentioned, been now coined the multiverse saga. And my God, do the things just keep
0: stacking. Yeah, there's so much. There's <laughs> just, just there's just so much. So uh let's go through it real quickly, shall yep, we? Yep, let, let's go on uh, through it. Now keep in mind that I believe before all this, Fantastic Four is still supposed to come out as the last movie of Phase Four. Is that, uh, it, that correct? It's
1: looking to now be the last uh, movie of Phase Five or Six. Okay, uh, I didn't, like they're, they're didn't push- recall
0: where it fell, but uh, apparently it's still coming. Yeah, even though it, we've seen nothing about it.
1: It's still coming, but they're pushing that one all the way back with all of the things that is like, oh, like we put all of this stuff here in the in the powerpoint presentation that we have so now we gotta <laughs> yes. fucking live up to all of it they,
0: they couldn't even give you like a teaser
1: <laughs> not uh, even
0: a little yeah, it's silly uh
1: like we're trying to get krasinski to sign guys cross your
0: fucking fingers in order <laughs> now granted this is over the span of years so right like, we gotta wonder who's not going to be around for these movies in two or three years you know <sighs> There's um, gonna be quite a few. It looks like that's a challenge that uh, Marvel uniquely has that no one else has to deal with. <laughs> they have this huge plethora of characters it's that like, have to stay alive it, and in good standing. It's like the, and not be <laughs> you the, know the roster keeps canceled,
1: growing and if you keep growing the roster, like movies, like the not one but two different announced Avengers movies. Yeah. Have to feature these
0: people, assuming, you know, they all make it. That's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> That's a challenge. Like, it's a big challenge. It's a big challenge. I'm glad they're doing it, but I don't envy them. Uh, f- in order, Quantum Mania, Ant-Man and Quantum Mania, uh, February 17th, 2023 is the current date. Mm-hmm. Secret Invasion 2023, which will be a TV series. Uh, Guardians 3 uh that'll be May 6th uh 2023 echo which i didn't expect uh summer 2023 yeah. loki anticipated summer 2023 uh, marvel's July 28th 2023 uh that's we'll see i hear the show is good the movie is bad um blade which is awesome that it's still coming November 3rd 2023 Ironheart, fall 2023 agatha coven of chaos winter of 2023 slash 2024 which eh, that one i could do without (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how anybody else feels about this but uh i could definitely skip agatha and probably iron to be honest it's like i know
1: she had a hit song on fucking apple playlist but guys come on
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh then after that we get our sweet 18 episode daredevil series in spring of 2024 who's probably going to be sporting way more yellow than anyone expected. Yep. And then we get Captain America 4 on uh, May 3rd, 2024. And then Thunderbolts July 26, 2024. And that would basically wrap up Phase 5. Phase 6, there it is. Fantastic Four, which has clearly been pushed <laughs> quite a bit uh, from being the end of Phase 4 to the beginning of Phase 6. Yeah, apparently, from what I've
1: heard, this is not going to be an origin movie.
0: Well, I feel like that may be a miscalculation by them. I mean... Because Fantastic Four is not Spider-Man. Like, everybody knows what happened to Batman, and everybody knows what happened to Spider-Man. Most people don't give a fuck about the Fantastic Four. I'm just going to be honest. Most people don't know how they got their powers. They just know that there are four people with powers, and there's a big rock guy, and there's a stretchy one, and there's an invisible one, and there's one that sets on fire. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you're not wrong in that
1: respect. That being said, it from what I've heard, it sounds like there it's most likely which means it, it is very possible that they could backtrack on this, given that the two different attempts at being, like, an origin movie didn't really work out so hot.
0: Yeah, well, that's because they were made by a terrible studio, so I don't... <laughs> I think if it's made by a competent studio, it can de- be done very well. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Again, cross your fingers. Yeah, and honestly, like... Uh it's a money opportunity, right? Like they can draw tickets in 2023 and draw sales (laughs) by creating the cast and establishing an origin. Just like we did for the beginning of the Marvel cinematic universe. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. The only one that really didn't have any kind of origin story was Spider-Man. And that's just because he was owned by somebody else. Right. Everybody else got an origin either in somebody else's movie or their own movie. So I, I, just, I think it's probably a miscalculation.
1: Probably. Uh, what might end up happening, I think, is that there'll be probably references to the Fantastic Four throughout, ones that might not be as <clears throat> on the nose as they did in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking they're probably going to plant the seeds here and there, so that way they can hit the ground running when they finally get to their own movie. Yeah. But uh, that worked well for Spider-Man with the uh, Captain
0: America Civil Civil War. Yeah. We'll see if they have the same success. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. They got to be smart about it. I, I trust that they will be, but I'm not saying they're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, supposedly, we're going to get the two Avengers movies on the same year so i'm assuming they're going to film them back to back kind of similar to what they tried to do with infinity war and endgame yeah but there won't be that year-long gap between the two uh so avengers the kang dynasty uh will be the first one coming on may 2nd of 2025 and then avengers secret wars will be the november 5th release 2025 So those are some big things to bring to the table uh honestly i'm surprised that it's not bringing galactus in as the big bad because i figured galactus would be the ultimate big bad to kind of round this all out but i don't know uh, I'm, i'm gonna need for you to
1: watch the movie the eternals and then tell, me back what, to you. Written, then tell me how optimistic you feel about them handling Galactus. <laughs>
0: <It's>, okay. <laughs> I've heard such things before, so I will trust <laughs> the statement. It, it, but yeah, <laughs> perhaps they already squandered I, that opportunity. I've got some worries. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> I've got some worries, and one of them, like the top one being that there is something that happens in the Eternals... That no one has referenced since that movie came out. No one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If the... Not encouraging. If the characters that clearly are all happening, you know, in order, aren't referencing something that huge, it might be because they're trying to sweep some shit under the rug that didn't work
0: out as planned. Oh, no. We'll see. Oh, no. Hmm... But, yeah, that's basically everything that uh, Marvel announced uh, with their second half of San Diego Comic-Con. So uh, a lot of stuff to look forward to, a lot of content. Clearly, we're going to continue getting a flood of Disney Plus and Cinematic Universe content from Marvel, which is both a good thing and also a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's basically nothing else. <laughs> it's just eaten everything. It the, the,
1: All that is and all that ever was. That's the thing with Marvel. Uh, the the way that it keeps working is because none of these comic book movies are just comic book movies. They're these are movies of like very disparate genres that just have the backdrop of a superhero
0: in it. Yeah. It's gonna be weird. It, it, yeah. I don't wanna be sixty years old and still in oh. this version of the MCU <laughs> just... with the sixth generation of, you know. Costume swaps, <laughs> leading the Avengers. <laughs> I mean... And we're still not to the X-Men. I, oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we might get them uh, in 2025. Oh, God. Why? Why why are you sitting on this cash cow?
1: Because... Why w- won't you use them? Uh, well, because the comics are going nowhere fast, and... Whose well, fault is that? <laughs> <laughs> we're still trying to, you know, let uh, <clears> the <throat> the
0: bad taste of Dark Phoenix die down. We, nobody remembers that movie. It's gone. It's dead. <laughs> Just as dead as Fox is. It's <sighs> dead. You see, you say that. <laughs> and here I am worried that
1: we're going to get a 10-year a plan... For another attempt at the Phoenix Saga. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> you don't. You don't need to do it. I'm. I'm almost certain that they're going to try to do it the right way, and we're gonna spend ten years like watching them.
0: Sl- mind you, I just want the X Men. I don't. <laughs> I don't need the Space Bird. Okay. Just. Uh, okay. I just. We're, I don't care. We're. We're. Just give me the X Men. Okay. Let me see them in school. Overcoming teenage difficulties and stigmas and social anxiety and then going off on some kind of vessel to fight villains. Well,
1: cross your fingers for the possibility that they're still called the X-Men by the time they come out. I don't like how that sounds. (laughs) (laughs) There have been... uh, Oh, no. There have been rumors. There have been uh, whispers And the wind that they might be getting renamed to the mutants. No.
0: <laughs> Is it a tie-in to the New Mutants? Oh, God. <laughs> so, oh, no. So there's the Mutants and there's the, the new, new Mutants. mutants. Uh, but the I, New Mutants came before the Mutants. It's, it's like, new-new. <laughs> Guys. All right, we got to move on because there's a like, lot of news. Yeah, we could do that forever. Let's keep going. Next up on the news, we got to our first trailer for the Sandman TV show that will be coming to Netflix on August 5th. This is based on The Sandman, uh, the Neil Gaiman comic, which is amazing. It is one of the several comics that I finally reread and finished all the way through on my uh, comic book sabbatical during COVID. I really like this trailer. I mean, they did some interesting character iconic things uh, that may or may not ring... Very true to the comic, but... <laughs> yeah. The, the trailer looked pretty hype. I'm pretty excited for it.
1: Uh, I There are scenes in that trailer that looked like it was literally the comic book page come to life, and that has me excited. Yeah. Them not giving me Matt Ryan as John Constantine has me deeply worried. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's Constantine. Yeah. Literally no one has done it as good as him.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a misstep there. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to think. <laughs> I, I don't know what to think. I, well, I mean, as lo- long as it's not Keanu again. Uh, right. I can probably live with it. That's but yeah, Matt Ryan is the best Constantine, and he's, he should be Constantine. And somebody at DC and Netflix should fucking realize that. <laughs>
1: and Give him a proper Constantine movie. Please? Hashtag Please.
0: save Constantine. This is just, you know, uh,
1: take the cocaine straw out of your nose for a second <laughs> and make a good business decision with this man. Please. Please, for the love of God. But... Ultimately, yeah, I am I'm excited to see where this show goes because it looks like quite literally the most creative show that I have ever seen.
0: Yeah, it looks awesome. Like I, I just visually it looks stunning. Just like the comic book. Yeah. For the for... comic book is incredible to read. Like if if you are if you appreciate the visual medium of art in a two D space at any level. Sandman will blow you away. If you have not read it, it is 100% worth going back to. Like, a lot of the stories in the book are are very much isolated. You don't need to know all of the story to understand everything up until basically the climax of the series and the, the end of the series. It is just so good. It is so rewarding an experience to read, and I, I, I do highly recommend that if you go back and read any iconic comic run that that be included it's it's so good and the i think the netflix series may do justice to it may i certainly hope so <laughs> I, I wasn't a fan of what they did to witcher <laughs> in a lot of ways uh, as much as i like henry cavill as I, I Geralt mean,
1: himself i like he, he they definitely went the witcher 3 approach um, that being said uh the sandman as a show about a character named dream in a story that features a lot of dreamscapes that actually make me feel like I'm dreaming this is this is a dream I love it <laughs> I, I, I love it this is a I I ha- dare I say <laughs> this
0: might be a dream come true wow (laughs) (laughs) gross (laughs) uh yeah it it looks amazing i'm so excited for it i I can't believe it's coming so quickly it's coming august 5th that's next week that's the thing that really shocks me is that may not be out (laughs) by the time this this show premieres on netflix
1: yeah as of our recording we're like a week away from this show coming to netflix and oh my god i i just gotta see that episode one i the thing that I'm most curious about is what the release schedule is going to look like. Are they going to go the binge route or the weekly release? The weekly yeah. release might be the way to go for this one.
0: I mean, if they already have it filmed. Yeah. You might as well. Might as well just stretch drop it, it all out once. Keep. I, I would say actually stretch it out to keep the conversation going. Maybe. I feel like people just lose interest, though. I, I think it's the same thing that happens with like any kind of serialized show. Is they watch one or two episodes and then they get busy with, you know, life. Right. And then they never get back to it and they watch two episodes. And, you know, whereas if you release it all together, like Netflix has done up to very recently, people can sit down and binge it all at once or they can watch it one at a time, you know, once a week if they choose to. And generally speaking, people have a lot more to talk about if they binge watch it and, like, are raving about it right if you release one episode and maybe it's an underwhelming episode and then the rest of the series like really capitalizes on that and people never make it to the next episode you really hurt yourself i mean if it looks as accurate to the comics as it
1: does i don't think people losing interest is gonna be a problem
0: let's hope let's hope let's hope I've I've had a lot of faith in Netflix before, and they've let me down a couple times. So uh, They don't always hit the mark, in my opinion. Speaking of things that don't hit the mark, Ben Affleck is playing Batman again. <laughs> 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 because DC doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. <laughs> Specifically, Warner Brothers does not know what the fuck it's doing. Uh, they know what they're doing. It's called <sighs> cocaine. We've talked about this. I know. They have a problem. (laughs) But uh, Ben Affleck has been confirmed to be joining Aquaman 2. There was a nice little tweet that uh, Jason Momoa posted with Ben Affleck, uh, I'm assuming behind the scenes during filming, and uh, it's worth noting that he was also supposed to have a planned role in the Flash movie alongside Michael Keaton. Also making an appearance. Hmm. But of course, as we know, hmm. that movie is on <laughs> indefinite hiatus while uh, Ezra Miller resolves his life choices, constant issues, <laughs> and uh, it's still scheduled for 2023. They need to ax it. There's no reason to release this movie. <laughs> uh, just put it on your streaming app. There, There is, exact- on.
1: there is exactly one reason to release this movie sunk cost fallacy
0: but you're not building anything (laughs) stop it (laughs) it's already in the can speaking of not building anything (laughs) uh dwayne the rock johnson showed up to comic-con in full costume as black adam it's very cool nice gesture however (laughs) during a panel Uh, He was asked uh, who would win if Black Adam and Superman have a mashup in a future movie. And he said, well, that depends on who's playing Superman. And the crowd erupted in loud, boisterous boos. (laughs) (laughs) These are the the hardiest, the strongest, the most (laughs) fucking (laughs) cult-like followers of the DC brand at this panel. And they are like, Fuck (laughs) this. I can't take anymore. (laughs) And to build on that, during the Shazam Fury of the Gods panel, director David Sandberg stated that there are no current plans to unite Shazam with the new Black Adam in a film. Uh, What? (laughs) His primary villain is not going to see Shazam in. Ever? <laughs> the motherfucker's literally referenced in the first Shazam movie. Yeah. That's
1: Chekhov's fucking gun!
0: It's... It's... You so, don't... It's so bad.
1: You don't They don't know what they're doing. You don't reference a character in this movie that's supposed to set up this other character and never actually show that
0: character that you referenced in the first one. That It, it hurts. <sighs> this is... It hurts, Emery. Uh, I don't think I can be a DC fan. <laughs> it's too painful. Uh, Kate, okay, the, they need tough love. They need sent to rehab. They need people to not show up at the theaters for these fucking stupid movies. <laughs> they need, it's the only way the they're going to learn. People need to demand better quality from the studio. It's the only way they're going to learn. Please stop going to the theater for these terrible <sighs> movies. Please. Yeah support the good ones like joker but please in Shazam yeah please don't don't go to Aquaman too <laughs> if they do release the flash don't support their terrible decision to release that movie please thank you
1: uh okay there is one reason why i think they should and it's related to another kind of problematic figure uh so you know what happened to the morbius movie right
0: it's Morbin time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a
1: movie that was so lackluster and boring and kind of dumb got trolled into re-releasing in theaters.
0: <laughs> you know the sad part about that? Sony made a profit. Oh! <laughs> Because God. they trolled it back into theaters, they made a profit. <laughs> on a movie they probably would have lost money on. Oh see that that that's, annoys me.
1: That's a <laughs> it's still gonna be a net win because then we get it's Morbin Time Two <laughs> The suckiest boogaloo.
0: <laughs> oh no. Oh, don't do it. I don't need more Jared Leto in my life, please. Oh, oh come on. I'm done I I I had faith he, in him early on but I can't I can't stand him. I can't stand him. He's just the worst. Th-
1: there's a really bad joke that I want to make. Like a really bad one. Be careful what you say. I have a delicate heart right now. Okay. Uh you can bleep this one if you want, but I may die. Uh, are you sure you don't want another movie where Jared Leto pretends to alludes to but is never actually seen? vampirically sucking people off <sighs> <laughs> 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 It's morbid
0: Time. It's morbid Time. <laughs> uh yeah, it's I don't know what DC's doing. It's very disappointing as a fan. I I, I don't know who's supporting this. I it was, there was a recent article that j- j- I don't know why this brings us up, but it's mm-hmm. it's important. But apparently bot farms were responsible for generating the hype to, quote, release the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. So the Mm. whole movement behind that release... I don't know how much of that I believe. It it was verified by an independent study. Mm. People actually studied this, market researchers, (laughs) and it was a ridiculous number of bot farms that were trolling people but there was enough support behind it mm-hmm. <laughs> that it actually got <laughs> fucking wings and took off. Do it again. <laughs> Do it again with the Flash. Don't I've... don't D- listen to Emery, please. <laughs> Do it again with He's the Flash. He's a terrible and... human being that enjoys nothing more than my suffering.
1: <laughs> Do it again with the Flash and Aquaman too, and keep the Amber
0: Heard footage. <laughs> God, I re- I really <laughs> hope. That Ben Affleck's Batman is just photoshopped into every shot with Amber Heard. And they keep all the lines exactly the same. And there's this weird, like, semi-romantic tone to everything that Batman and Aquaman say to each other. And you just have Batman, like, floating underwater with his fucking cape, like, over his head. I mean, there's a weird romantic undertone between Batman and Superman in
1: Justice League. There sure is. (laughs) So, I mean... Why not? If we're
0: going to pull on that thread... (laughs) (laughs) Bruce isn't used to this kind of attention. He Uh, enjoys it. uh, I mean,
1: ever since he lost his booty shorts boy wonder... (laughs) (laughs)
0: man again Again, in canon in canon jared leto stop it i mean uh, i really need to i need kevin smith in particular to stop being such a positive influence on people (laughs) because he never has a negative thing to say about anything in superhero media which is kind of a great thing in a spokesman the problem is he encourages the worst fucking content. <laughs> and I need him to stop because studio execs actually listen to him because he's a fucking nerd.
1: <laughs> well, he keeps speaking positively because he wants th- these projects to keep being made because, well, the man had a heart attack. <laughs> and he wants to see as yes, much. that's of- why
0: he should demand good quality from the shit they're pumping out because he's only got so long to live. Do you think a man who
1: smokes that much weed is going to be any kind of strict on anyone? I guess not. I love you, Kevin. We we, we love you. You come
0: up like once an episode because y- we love you.
1: Yeah, your original movies are always amazing. Uh but goddammit, it, man.
0: Make some demands. If anyone should be making demands it's you. Have some discerning taste, sir. Please. Or at least, We're depending on you. You are the spokesman of nerddom in Hollywood. We need your help. Or at least, you know, if you do have op-
1: opinions that you're not willing to say, have J. mu say them for you. <laughs> Snoochie-boochies.
0: <laughs> uh, next up on the news out of San Diego Comic-Con, uh, we did get a confirmation that... I, I, is it pronounced Aragon or Aragon? It's Aragon. Okay. Okay. Uh I I never watched the movie and I only read it and I hated it. So <laughs> I never bothered to learn the proper pronunciation. The Aragon looks like what uh I'm let going me, before you go uh, okay. let, let me just finish the because uh, uh, okay. people are just like, what the fuck are they talking about okay, right now?
1: Okay, let's 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 tell them the news about this one.
0: So Aragon Aragon? Aragon. 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 (laughs) Yes, we need to put some artificial British inflection on everything. Aragon. Aragon. Uh, We'll be releasing a reboot Disney Plus TV series based on the young adult book by Christopher Paolini. Okay, go ahead. The folks have context now.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, to give you context for a returning series. That uh, we're digging up from the grave since the movie did so well back in the day, um, <clears throat> Star Wars. Yeah, you're you're familiar with Star Wars, right? I've heard of it. Yeah, you, then you've already seen the first Aragon movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, the from what's been written, like throughout that series, which, I, from what I've heard, gets marginally better as it goes on which uh well, in, to, to, in to get, all respect this was written by someone who started this book series when they were like 16 yeah. so he was, was uh,
0: he was literally a teenager yeah, when he, he published his yeah, first book
1: yeah i'll give him some leeway on that that's yeah. fine if you're going to if you're going to ape from anyone
0: ape from the greats uh, I mean, this book came out in the prime of, like, scholastic book fair books. Oh, it did. Where Harry Potter kind of dominated. <laughs> it did, There was yeah. the Artemis Fowl series, which, oh, no. you know, some people <laughs> loved, some people hated. Uh, There's the Ptolemae- Ptolemaeus uh, trilogy, I think, about the djinn. I liked hmm. those a lot. Those were pretty cool and creative. And then there was Aragorn. And they stuck out on the bookshelf because they were fucking huge. (laughs) And they had these big, goofy dragon faces on them. (laughs) Um, So people bought them, including me, uh, specifically the first one. But even as a kid who didn't know much better, reading Aragon, uh, I was like, oh. This is this is not good writing. Oh, this is I don't think I can you, read this. You even knew back then, yeah. You just it, you it couldn't was, do it. It was painful, man. Like uh, it was. I, I hear it, like you said. I heard it got better, <laughs> but I don't want to hear that with a book that's like this big, you know. <laughs> it was it was thick. That that's a cost with of with time the cues. that
1: you were. Uh, oh, we're on cues. Yeah, yeah. that's right. There's a thick. thick is a thick book. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's That's a whole lot of reading that you would have to do for a book that you don't already like from the jump yeah in order to keep on going with that.
0: Yeah. And there was an Artemis Fowl series. I don't know what became of it. I don't know if it even got released to be honest, but eh. that, that was an okay book series. That was fine. Yeah. The, it could have been better. I
1: think the question is, who asked for this? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The author? (laughs) He needs money. (laughs) Uh, 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 I mean, this is... I'm going to be paying close attention to this one and the Percy Jackson series that uh, Disney Plus also bought up. Uh, We're going to see how those do, but man, I'm setting my expectations maybe an
0: inch off the ground. Yeah. And now, I'm going to... I'm gonna. I'm going to say this with a grain of salt because I have not read these books since I was a young teenage boy. But the book series I want to see made into a movie series because it's built perfectly to be a movie series is the Pendragon Dragon book series. Oh, which, funny enough, has nothing to do with dragons <laughs> for whatever reason. Uh, okay. DJ McHale. D- just decided have... to to name it Pen Dragon, so people thought it was about dragons. It has nothing to do with dragons, but it's a really cool concept.
1: I, I was gonna say, does it at least have anything to do with like uh, Camelot or Arthurian lore at sure all? Sure doesn't. Oh my, sure doesn't. He, he just thought Pen Dragon sounded cool.
0: I guess. I mean, maybe <laughs> there's some alluding to that in the later books or something. Uh, does Saint Dane mean anything to you? Not particularly. Yeah, okay. Then probably not. (laughs) Um, But the book series is really cool. It's basically about these groups of people um, that span across a bunch of different worlds. And basically, you start the book, you're just a normal kid. I can't remember the characters' names. Uh, The only one I remember is St. Dane, who's the main villain. But the whole concept of the book is that each world is about to hit some kind of crux that will either tilt society towards destruction or tilt society towards the future where they can live in peace and like have the happy ending, essentially. It, you know, that, that sounds a little too close to real life. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting close to ours. <laughs> um, and actually, there are some things that when they wrote this 20 years ago, uh, it... it I'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me uh, kind of extrapolate a little for you. So uh, basically they go into these hidden portals, like interdimensional portals called flumes. And you go through this flume to the other planet. It automatically plants you there at the specific time that there is going to be a society changing event that may destroy the society or maintain the society. And your job is to make sure that whatever that thing is, you don't know what it is. So that's part of the fun. You got to figure out what the hell <laughs> it's like, oh, is what are going we doing to be here? The, the thing that tips the society into destruction mode. You have to figure it out, pr- push them in the right direction, if you can, and also prevent St. Dane from doing the opposite. Mm. And generally speaking, St. Dane somehow knows what that crisis point is going to be. And the thing that makes it difficult is St. Dane can change his appearance. So he can look like any specific person he wants to in said society and adapt very easily. So he camouflages himself very well. Uh, So it's kind of a cool concept. And they go to all these different worlds. Each book is one world. Mm, Um, So each one has a unique story. You know, minor spoiler, they don't always succeed. So the, the good guys <laughs> I, don't always win, which is I, what makes it the most intriguing. I, I mean. And it, it has <laughs> serious consequences. A real quick way to uh, instill the concept of stakes is to occasionally have the hero lose. Yeah. And it's really cool. There's a lot of really cool storylines. Like the, the they, Earth, for example, has actually three climax points. So there's first Earth, which is basically the Hindenburg. Yeah. Uh, the second Earth, which is our current modern day Earth, of course, uh, 20 years ago now. Yeah. But you know, pre-cell phone Earth, <laughs> and then the third phase is a future version of Earth that is kind of humorously reminiscent of what we're kind of moving towards. Oh. In, in yeah. a good way. <laughs> um, but it's it's really cool. Like the fourth book is about the society that's basically become metaversed oh shit where everybody's basically put in a drawer and put on a feeding tube oh, and you just no. live in this virtual reality <laughs> and basically the climax point is you know prevent everybody from going into this thing or don't and then the society <laughs> basically kills itself you know in this virtual reality pyramid yeah, you you gotta stop that uh, part of the matrix. You, yeah, you just you gotta not do it. Yeah, it's I mean it's really cool stuff, really thoughtful stuff. I didn't finish the whole series because I was in the army by the time the last few books came out, so I never got back to it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed those books. I think they're built perfectly to be a movie, or mm. I mean, if you want to get real crazy and make, you know, I think it's like twelve or thirteen books total. If you want to get real crazy, you can make 13 seasons of a show where each planet is a specific season. But I think that's probably a little risky because you're uh, probably not going to be able to extend the show for 13 seasons. I mean, <laughs> if it's written well, which is always the caveat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you can, you'd have you to be really confident well. in, oh. your, in your actors and actresses. And like he's he starts as a teenager, so like. The character is obviously going to grow up, so if you have production delays or anything like that, suddenly you have this adult (laughs) (laughs) playing a teenage kid, you know, for a few movies or a few seasons until they finally get to the last few. But uh, I think it's perfect for a movie series. I really do. I really, I really think that DJ McHale should try to find a good studio that'll pay him to make those movies. And it was another one of those Scholastic Book Fair, you know, young adult novels that got everybody hyped, you know, <laughs> by the covers and it was, it was cheap. It was like 10 bucks per book and they weren't like crazy big, like Aragon and uh, yeah, really enjoyable. But uh, tangent put aside, let's move on to the last piece of news uh, from San Diego comic-con. Amazon studios has acquired the rights to another image comic series. It is called 8 billion genies. It's fairly recent and it was created by Charles soul and Ryan Brown. The fairly new series will uh, focus on a concept where, on one day, every single human being on the planet receives their own personal genie at the same time. The caveat, the genie will only grant one wish. Each person gets exactly one wish. One wish. Begin story. So you can imagine, whether there are 8 billion people on the planet right now, 8 billion people suddenly had one wish, whatever they want, all at the same time, how much havoc (laughs) that would cause. I mean... It's kind of awesome.
1: There would have to be at least one world leader who, in like a fit of rage, wishes for the entire world to be destroyed. That that, that seems like that's... (laughs) Th- that's really an optimistic view that this would have more than one issue with this premise
0: <laughs> yeah there's a lot of issues oh my god <laughs> yeah it's an awesome idea okay yeah uh, uh, tr- and i i might pick this up just to see where they yeah. go with this idea and obviously with things like invincible and the boys amazon has a good track record with the stuff i imagine this will be very cool very good uh, the one concern I have is that the series is relatively new. It's not. It has. It doesn't, it doesn't have that have, many
1: issues yet. Doesn't have much of a stable to pull from. Yeah,
0: kind of like Berserker getting picked up. I, I don't remember oh, who picked them up. We we yeah. talked about it on the news last week, but uh, yeah, these these book series that don't have much content yet, uh, maybe a little premature, but uh, yeah. Maybe it's preliminary. Maybe it's just, you know, keep making your books and we'll hold on to the rights until we think it's the right time to start making, you know, Yeah, It's like, (laughs) it's one thing to say that they've uh, acquired the rights. It's
1: another thing to say that they've started production. So hopefully they let the comic go a little longer before pulling the trigger on, like, doing anything live action.
0: Yeah, so definitely looking forward to that. I, I have all the confidence in the world in Amazon, quite frankly, I have more confidence in them than I do Netflix. Cause I, I don't Netflix makes a lot of stuff, which I think is probably the issue they're making too much stuff to maintain quality on every single project. Um, but I think Amazon keeps their projects few and far in between and does them really well. Yeah. I, I will say there is one
1: series that Netflix has done pretty well. Um, have you you've heard of Sweet Tooth, right?
0: I have, yeah. The
1: yeah. comic book, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it's a very good comic book, by the way. I, I know the show came out, but I never got around to it. Added to my backlog.
1: It it it's good.
0: Did they renew it?
1: Uh, I think I, I think it's official that it's been renewed. Okay. Uh, I don't think they have a <laughs> release date yet, but I know it's yeah. it's official that a second
0: season is coming. Yeah, they also did Lock and Key, which I think they they announced recently. Season three is coming, and it'll be the final season. Yeah, but I w- I was really disappointed with that show. I I thought it was yeah. I th- I thought there was Lock and Key has a lot of great stuff. It's a really good comic book made by Stephen King's son. Yeah. Um, but I just thought the show was a little too PG. It, it didn't. It, it wasn't doing the right thing, and I didn't I didn't yeah. like the actors and actresses very much. You know. I didn't Did, buy their characters enough.
1: Didn't really embrace the more, like, suspense, horror premise. Yeah. Uh,
0: and it, I, they're kind of leaning far more into the, you know, fantastical aspect of it, at least with the first season. I didn't watch uh, beyond the first season, but I, yeah, I don't know. I was I was disappointed in that show. But I, the comic's great. If you get a chance to read the comic, definitely read Lock and Key. Next up, uh, following Vince McMahon's departure, which we discussed in last episode, unfortunately it was right before the SmackDown. After all of this got announced, so we didn't have a lot of details other than he was departing, Ob- obviously in shame, because <laughs> he had been settling a lot of these sexual assault yeah. cases with yeah. former employees, essentially, uh, and not even just like wrestlers, like you know, executive staff employees uh, for sexual scandals and hiding affairs and stuff like that the the big problem is that he was using company money he wasn't using his own money to settle these millions of dollars worth of lawsuits and when you're a publicly traded company yeah you can't do that <laughs> so i imagine he's probably got a lot of lawsuits coming up and possible subpoenas from the u.s yeah. government but uh, it was announced that his daughter Stephanie McMahon will be the new acting CEO of WWE, and his <clears throat> excuse me, his son-in-law Paul Levesque uh, will be the new head of creative. Of course, Paul Levesque is Triple H. Um, I think generally speaking, the wrestling community will probably agree that this is a great thing. They also recently yeah. announced that they're going back to uh tv 14 for their tv rating oh, so they'll okay. finally be able to swear a little bit and do the stuff that they did you know more or less in the attitude era i wouldn't imagine lingerie wrestling is coming back <laughs> uh, i think we've evolved past that point but uh other than that i think it's largely a positive positive. and uh triple h being in charge of creative is definitely a good thing he had such a good track record with nxt which was their off-brand for developing talent more or less, but it was largely like indie wrestlers that were, had somewhat smaller body sizes and types that wouldn't be (laughs) Vince McMahon's super huge, you know, (laughs) six foot five type of dude.
1: I think, uh, this is a move that will hopefully lead to, a continuing effort to improve the quality of the show because as anyone who's been watching can tell you WWE keeps losing wrestlers to AEW and people yeah. are starting to notice.
0: Yeah, so I think this is probably the most positive thing that has happened with this company in a long time. You know, obviously you got to give Vince McMahon his due. He obviously revolutionized the industry. He really built what we enjoy today it, without him, it it'd probably still be some smattering of tiny companies like that, you know, there's still yeah. small wrestling companies out there that do a decent product. But I mean, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's just not at the same level, oh, right you know, both in terms of wrestling quality and in production value. Uh, yeah. AEW really <laughs> put that to rest with their rise. But, uh, I think, Vince McMahon finally stepping down. Stephanie McMahon was always, you know, kind of the superior business mind. She's the whole reason WWE is so profitable today. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, And you know, Triple H has such a good track record with what he did at NXT. I think it's giving a lot of fans hope that the product will get much better going forward, yeah. and uh, the ones that did manage to stick around through the darkest of days <laughs> uh may feel a little encouraged for their loyalty I guess I don't know uh let's hope It's not like you can't enjoy both products but you know Yeah that there was I think the
1: what might have turned uh, quite a few people off of WWE and on to AEW was the seemingly uh, over-correction, like, away from, like, as we were joking about, like, the wrestlers in lingerie and, like, making, like, lewd moves and even more lewd wrestlers. Yeah, Um, they just
0: went too far in the other direction. It
1: it, it got way too safe. Yeah. it Entirely too safe, and hopefully we can get back to the happy medium that was the beginning of the Attitude Era.
0: Yeah, I want to say it wasn't that long ago where – WrestleMania was sponsored by Cocoa Puffs, (laughs) which I'm sure they enjoyed having that money. But right, like (laughs) I can't imagine a kids' sugar cereal (laughs) sponsoring the old school like Attitude Era. Oh, the 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 era that had Generation X in it.
1: Yeah it's just <laughs>
0: it it just felt so wrong <laughs> and then you had bailey the hugger oh, oh god. god oh god uh, she's a good wrestler but <laughs> the hugging gimmick is just so cringe <laughs> when you're uh yeah. yeah at least for an older watcher Ho- hopefully this will lead to better days yep so uh looking forward to seeing what wwe does i uh, they had the most recent raw already and uh, I've heard some good things about how they handle things, and SmackDown's currently going on. I've heard some good things about how they're handling SmackDown. So hopefully it encourages some of their former talent to come back and work under Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. But we will see. Yeah, like either that or they're going to have to bring in a whole
1: lot of new people that are able to... Uh, level up what's going on with WWE right now.
0: Yeah, and and I should state, there have been a lot of posts by former employees of Vince McMahon that have said, hey, you know, I'm a woman. I never experienced any kind of sexual misconduct or, you know, bad behavior towards me, you know. So there's there's two stories to this. So it's possible that Vince is completely innocent. Probably not <laughs> but there's a chance so uh, we should probably yeah give him his due and, and a- as, remember that yeah. hey there are people that want money out of him and as with cases
1: yeah as with cases like this uh, we we'll just have to see what comes out in the wash because I mean the the biggest case that we've all been completely inundated with, Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp, let's...
0: Yeah, I don't know if Vince McMahon is Johnny Depp, but uh, <laughs> he's been known as a wild man. Yeah, he, he might, he might not. Let's the, let the court figure that out. I'm. Uh, yeah, we're probably going to find out sooner rather than later, yeah. whether we want to or not. Next up in the news, the movie rights to Tomb Raider, which uh, last came out in 2018, uh, is currently up for bid after MGM failed to produce a sequel in time to maintain the rights. So, uh, in relation to this, it's uh, reported that Alicia Vikander, who played Laura Croft in the 2018 movie, will also no longer be involved. So, if there is a sequel, it will probably not be connected to the previous movie. I think the movie got mediocre reviews. Mid- yeah, yeah. I never saw it, I'm going to be honest. I like the video games, both the classic ones and the current ones, but I, n- I never got around to the movie.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, by the time the Tomb Raider games started to basically become the Ouroboros of, hey, we inspired Uncharted, but now we're copying Uncharted for some weird reason. Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, I wish... Whoever is going to be the, the new uh, Lara Croft all the best, hopefully they can do something that actually you know, excites and pulls people in as opposed to, well, being mid.
0: Yeah. We'll see what happens with it. Honestly, I think it would be smart for somebody like Paramount To hop on board with that. Obviously, they're coming out with the new Dungeons & Dragons movie. I mean, Tomb Raider would be right up that alley of fandom. You could put it right on your streaming app after you you put it in theaters and probably make a butt ton of money. Against all odds, we're getting multiple
1: Sonic projects... Literally against against all odds, and they're
0: good. Who would have thought that Sonic the Hedgehog (laughs) and Sonic the Hedgehog (laughs) Two would be the best comic book or not comic book uh, video video game game movies movies. on the market? Like it's not even close. It's it's baffling. It's ridiculous. It, it's. They it's, made an Assassin's Creed movie. They made a <laughs> Prince of Persia movie. They made multiple Doom movies. They made Resident Evil movies out the ass. All, <laughs> all of, of which... Silent sh- Hill movie. All of which should have been an easier
1: translation.
0: Yes. By than, far. <laughs>
1: Sonic the Hedgehog? That's where we actually got it right? What? Yeah.
0: What? Uh, of the, course, I'll oh never... My God. I'll never rest until they premiere Edgy the Hedgy.
1: <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog. He's coming in the third one.
0: Yeah. Well, we need Edgy the Hedgy <laughs> quickly after that. So there better be a fourth movie. And I better get Jim Carrey. I I need someone to
1: accidentally try to touch Shadow the Hedgehog and just say, Ow, the edge. <laughs>
0: You're a sharp individual, aren't you? so edgy i like how it hurts <laughs> please submit your uh somewhat sensual nope, Sonic no the Hedgehog no 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 we Straight just, to we box, just got out of the dark ages don't you dare <laughs> hit us up at uh, also the, don't you dare <laughs> hit the books vids at gmail.com no please send us your fan art oh my god so i can Put it on the desk and decorate.
1: If you do, I'm immediately forwarding it to Paramount.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare. (laughs) You can tweet at us, at HTB Vids, or send it to us on Facebook, forward slash hit the books. Please do. No. Yes.
1: (laughs) No. Yes.
0: Next up on the news. Uh, This is kind of a lighter thing. Uh, In response to several questions, Microsoft's head of gaming, Phil Spencer, said that his most anticipated game was not an Xbox title, but God of War Ragnarok via uh, an interview uh, from the official Xbox Twitter
1: account. I I mean, congratulations for recognizing quality when you see it.
0: Seems like a poor business move. (laughs) I'm not a CEO, but you know. But yeah, I thought that was, I mean, it's, it's extremely endearing. (laughs) <laughs> because it's like, hey, you know, I'm upfront. Like, I enjoy video games. I actually play these. I'm not just some suit. So, like, hey, like, the one I'm looking forward to is, yeah, one of my competitors. But you know what? They make a good product, and I got to respect it, you know? It, maybe this might be
1: a wink-wink, nudge-nudge to some of these developers from Microsoft to make something that competes. Competition is supposed to breed excellence. Yeah. Guys. Someone can rise up. It's, I mean, honestly, as many times as it's been done, an action game that's been done from the Resident Evil, per, Resident Evil 4 over-the-shoulder perspective, guys, we, we've been kind of doing that
0: kind of game to death. Yeah. You could do it. They they definitely could. Yeah. They definitely could. Um, I thought it was interesting. I thought it, it may, there may be some undertones there. Uh, obviously, we've had several titles from you know older titles from PlayStation that used to be exclusive get passed on to PC, which yeah. obviously Microsoft has all the play there. Um, and then there's also been some uh, games that actually came to Xbox and remastered form. So clearly, there's some give and take going on there. I'm sure Sony doesn't want to lose. Access to the Elder Scrolls series and stuff that's been on their platforms for a few generations now. Um, I mean, Fallout. they're just—they're
1: just not getting Starfield. Well, I, I
0: mean, the, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can beg and plead as much as you want. That's a big, brand new, exclusive title. You're not getting it. <sighs> but in a numbered yeah. series, like I could see them playing ball. Like, it, yeah, it, here's here's a few of our old games that we're not making money on anymore. You know, yeah let us have fallout 5 you know okay fallout newer vegas <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i i think it's probably a good sign for the gaming industry in general that he's so open to yeah. um, praising his competitors and not it, afraid to address that, the elephant in the room uh, saying that actually gives off an air of saying
1: that from a pos- position of strength which is That's good for
0: Microsoft. Yeah. So perhaps we're reading too much into this. Maybe he was just like, I'll be honest. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think it looks cool. Yeah, I'll add this. And obviously he put other titles on the different aspects of the questions, but that was his most anticipated. Um, Moving on. Uh, In related news, uh, Sony reported profits being up 3% last quarter. Despite the COVID lockdowns and supply chain issues, however, most of that uh, $1.6 billion of quarterly profit was from their music division, their movie division, and their streaming, uh, which led the sales. Uh, Video games and technology still were profitable, but fell off uh, dramatically. This is largely due to uh, the effects of covid The effects of shutdowns in Shanghai, the shortage of specific chips, which they need to produce their PS5s. Now, all that being said, they're selling and producing their PS5s faster than they sold and produced the PS4, which is ridiculous <laughs> that people still can't get a hold of one when they're producing more than they produced of the PS4 which you could find. Yeah. I did actually see uh in
1: contrast to that uh I did go to a, a GameStop today to replace a controller that was experiencing drift. Um and it did say that there were available bundles of the PS five yeah. and the Xbox Series
0: X. That's GameStop's key move. That's how I got mine early on. Yeah. I couldn't get it anywhere. I tried. I was doing the refreshes and everything. Every time I had like the auto trackers like notifying me when something was back in stock and I'd go immediately to try to get it. <laughs> Could not get one standalone. I had to buy like an eight hundred and fifty dollar bundle and I basically just sold the Call of Duty game. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but yeah call of duty game i didn't want so i was like yeah i'll sell it for 50 bucks 10 bucks discount to whoever buys it and you know i'll enjoy <laughs> the rest of it um so yeah that's that's how i got my ps5 but uh i, I imagine if you want a standalone one still you, you may still struggle yeah i mean we're years into this at this point so it's just it's kind of disappointing <laughs> i I mean i mean mean, it's a good sign for the video game industry because the demand is clearly still there and it's stronger than ever but uh yeah not good for the supply chain yeah um hopefully the (laughs) hopefully we can get those numbers back up Yep, and it's worth noting that Sony said they still predict that their fiscal year uh, profit to fall from $6 billion last year to $6.6 billion this year due to the various global issues and rising costs, although they are seeing costs come down. Next up on the news, it has been leaked that one of the main characters of upcoming Grand Theft Auto 6 will be female, and the game will feature two bank robbers in Vice City inspired by Bonnie and Clyde. The release window is unannounced but is expected to be late 2023 or mid 2024. So, I thought that was cool. There there have been female protagonists in the series but never in the main lines. They've always mm. been in like like I, one of the DLC know, portable, or something like that. Yeah, portable games. Um so this is really cool. It'll be pretty neat to see an alternate take from grand theft autos it's usually very masculine like to the nth degree for obvious satire and (laughs) uh humor reasons but uh i'll be interested in seeing how they manage having a female protagonist because i can see how this could go horribly wrong (laughs) uh i i think
1: i speak for most of the grand theft auto fandom. When I say it'll finally just be nice to move on to number six. <laughs>
0: yeah. We've been on Grand five Theft is Auto still 5 getting since. Remasters.
1: I, I, I'm pretty sure that Grand out Theft Auto. game came out in
0: 2013, o- right? Yeah,
1: yeah. On like the consoles before the PS4.
0: We're approaching a decade <laughs> of <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5 and people are still playing it. But speaking of which. That was one of my backlog games that I finally completed on my sabbatical before we restarted the show. Yeah. That game sucks. (laughs) That game does not hold up. Like, I know people have fun with the streams and the like online GTA, but boy, that game did not age well. I I mean, it's it's just as tanky and hard to control and annoying to play as the the player interface
1: is like you're
0: moving a person through molasses. Oh, it's rough. And yeah. the, the shooting gameplay is terrible, it's <laughs> so bad. There, I hope I hope they dramatically change the control scheme in the new game. I really do. It, I, I, it I hope so they learn something. That's so
1: bad. That's the that's the thing. <sighs> I mean, it's the, made by Rockstar, <sighs> and while I love Red Dead Redemption Two. It's very clear that the control scheme is still
0: as clunky as it was from the first Red Dead yeah. Redemption, which means... I mean, they're making money hand over fist, so please, just take a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Fix your controls. There, there's, there's multiple examples of it being done better. Please make your game more enjoyable to experience. Yeah, that... I enjoy the cinematic stuff. It's humorous. It's funny. I, I like your satire. I, I like it all. The game controls like shit. <laughs> it's so bad. Please yeah.
1: fix it. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see if they do. uh If there's one thing you can count on from like big companies, it's that uh, they don't change anything unless they absolutely have to. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix
0: it. We're making money. All right. People... I think I think it's broke. <laughs> if people keep buying it, <laughs> yeah. Next up, this is a weird piece of news. The MTV Music Awards will debut a category for Best Virtual Slash Video Game Concerts. Uh, This includes Metaverse Concerts and the uh, COVID Remote Concerts that happened during COVID times. The nominees for 2022 include Ariana Grande, Blackpink, BTS, Charlie XCX, I don't know if there's a better way to pronounce that, and Justin Bieber and 21 Pilots. Five of the six nominees held their performances in video games. For example, BTS uh, held a concert in Minecraft as block characters. And Ariana Grande had a big concert in Fortnite where people were basically battling a demon in a biplane while flying around this aquatic concert stage where a Fortnite version of Ariana Grande performed. What? This is a thing. What? This is a thing, and it's not a small thing. For example, Travis Barker held a concert in a virtual metaverse setting and had 12 million people watching and participating. This is the future, old man. The future is now, old man. Get with the times, Emery. See, you say that... (laughs) so going back to pendragon
1: (laughs) you say that and yet this whole let's do this thing that we used to do live with people actually in front of us this whole time and appeal to the children and let's go to them and meet them where they're at in the a game like Minecraft, where we don't even have to make our characters look yeah. any kind of photoreal or anything. N- there's
0: nothing forcing you to actually perform. It's nothing! It's a program. Literally nothing! Like, you could put pre-recorded audio in there. Fucking Ariana Grande! You don't have it, to match the animations, you know? It's not like they're in there with a virtual reality helmet, like, going like this in Fortnite. Like uh, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: Ariana Grande it's, in that... ADHD mess of a game called Fortnite. <laughs> I get to say it because I have that. Now shut up. Wh- wh- what are we doing?
0: It's so weird. It's I it's I got like I got to inti- admit though. If I was if I was like a kid or a teenager and my favorite artist was having some kind of virtual concert, like I didn't have money, like I I was a super poor kid and like there was no way I was going to get concert tickets somewhere. So if I could load up my ps2 back in the day and then be immersed in this like somewhat realistic version of the group i like in a live setting with other participants like that'd be kind of cool i can see the appeal i cannot
1: (laughs) and i'm gonna tell you why if i'm paying for a concert And what's given to me is some sort of pre-recorded program for me to watch. That's not a
0: concert!
1: That's a music video with extra steps!
0: (laughs) It's a 3D music video, basically. It's
1: a 3D music video giving you the illusion of presence. Guys!
0: Hence, the music video awards. This is the new MTV. I hate how accurate it is. (laughs) This is so goddamn stupid. Yeah, I I mean, it's neat that this is even a possibility. I don't know if it's necessary. I would, like, I'd much rather have, and I, I know a lot of groups were experimenting with this. I would much rather have an experience where you put on a VR headset and there's, like, you know, they could put three-dimensional cameras at various spots throughout the crowd and just let you like let you be go in from there. spot to spot, look around, you're listening live, you can hear in one ear, and you know, there's obviously a three-dimensional audio that gives you some kind of feedback as to where your location is and makes it feel like you're actually there. That would be great, not only for people that can't go to these concerts, like uh, my favorite band of all time is Led Zeppelin. They did a reunion concert. The only time they've reunited for like a full group band, you know, and they included uh, Jason Bonham, who's John Bonham's son uh, on drums. They did one concert in 2007. I think it was in London and it was basically for a charity. And it was and as, it, as you do. It yeah. was like such a cool thing that these guys got back together and performed they basically written off the band the moment John Bonham died um <clears throat> and it sucked for me as such a huge fan that I, there was no chance in hell i mean like tickets were literally going for like a million dollars at one point for resale value because people were so desperate to see him this one time you know i i wasn't even born when led zeppelin was in their heyday tour in the country you know so, if I could have had that experience in a VR helmet, that would be amazing. That would be incredible if they had set up 3-dimensional cameras throughout that stage and I could just put on a VR headset and experience that myself as if I was there. That would be invaluable to me and I would pay a lot of money to have access to that. I really would. So, I think there is a cool value there. And then you think about like people that are disabled that just, you know, they can't physically go to the concert for whatever reason. Hey, you can put on some VR glasses and go for a ride and like really enjoy yourself and experience things in life that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to experience. Now, that being said, do I need to experience Led Zeppelin in Minecraft? No. I do not. I never want to do that. Please don't do that. So, I think there's a fine line somewhere where you know... Obviously, the video game takes are probably more directed for younger audiences that probably do have ADHD because you can't focus on the concert. You got to shoot this demon thing in your biplane while the concert's going on because you'll just be too bored and you'll fidget. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's there's a lot of things. There's a lot to unpack here. It's.
1: Do you know that the Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Sty- God, I can't talk, I'm so mad. <laughs> did you know. Why are you so upset, old man? Did you know that Episode 9 of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, has a part of that movie that you could only have seen for a limited
0: time in Fortnite? What? This is a thing? No, how the I emperor? Did not, I did not watch this movie how... because I gave up on Star Wars. Yeah, that
1: that, that was smart. Uh, <laughs> how the emperor announced his return was through a fucking Fortnite
0: event. Ow, that that kind of hurts my soul. These games? Are yeah, you okay. sure they, about this? Uh, yes, one hundred percent. I've seen no the footage.
1: I've seen the footage. I have seen it. <laughs> Call, that is so call me an fucking dumb. Call me an old man all you this. want. <laughs> there needs to be a, <laughs> The as Content
0: for, gated you. <laughs> there, yes! Oh
1: The Sons no. of Bitches content gated me. Oh, there there no. needs to be a very clear bifurcation in the arts when it comes to how we roll out our content. And god damn it. We need to be we need to be gatekeeping everything of value out, not into, out of Fortnite. Oh man, that's cringe. that is not the venue to have anything of value. Yeah, I don't it, have the,
0: anything against Fortnite as a I game. Do. I do. I'm annoyed <laughs> because it's free to play and it just milks the same people f- for money to no end for basically nothing. Um. It's a little bit predatory. It's a lot predatory. Yeah, I was going to say it's more than a little predatory. (laughs) But I I don't have any issues with it existing. What I do have issues with is content gating. (laughs) Don't put part of the fucking movie (laughs) behind a video game that you know, most of the audience is not going to experience. Uh,
1: Okay, Uh, part of a major blockbuster movie being content-gated, that's fucking bad. When I hear that there's an entire other section of art that's trying to make their way into the same fucking spot (laughs) where no one pays attention in the first fucking place.
0: Yeah, it's a problem. (laughs) It's a problem. Guys.
1: We have concerns. The the point of being in a band, looking at it from the band perspective, is that you're playing in front of people who are actually there who can enjoy it. Now, mind you, I do appreciate that there are some extenuating circumstances for people who cannot show up. That being said, (laughs) those extenuating circumstances... Could very quickly, if we're not careful as a society, become the basis for completely eliminating in-person events.
0: Man, you gotta read *Pendragon*. <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta at least read through book four. I, I mean, it, they're easy. Book, they're it, easy reads. I mean, they're made for you know young adults. Is
1: book four just a Matrix prequel? Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. Because uh, I was going to say, I've seen the Animatrix. I know how this shit starts. That movie's not good, though. <laughs> I, I mean... This is a much more pleasant experience. I mean, it anima- was, it animatrix, was pretty. animatrix is not a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> it Let, was It was pretty. It, it was a very pretty artistic attempt at, like, let's do anthology stories for this universe that we created. That mm, Let's not... Release content like that on fucking Fortnite.
0: Yeah, please don't.
1: Moving on, moving on. Thank God.
0: Are you okay over there? No.
1: (laughs) 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 You brought up Fortnite. I tried. All right. Let's 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 let's, let's move on. Lower your blood pressure, old man. (sighs) Good if I never hear about Fortnite again, it'll still be too soon. (laughs) (laughs) And there he goes again. Uh,
0: Old man yelling at clowns, I know. (laughs) Next up on the news, the creator of Xbox, Seamus Blackley, revealed that he developed a pitch for a video game called Jurassic World back in 2012. That project involved Steven Spielberg and had a green light. However, the game was upended by changes in leadership at Universal. So, the pitch was turned down, but eventually became the basis of the 2015 reboot movie by the same name. I thought that was pretty cool. Nice little piece of history that came out, and it was released via Twitter. Basically, uh, Blackley just telling the story over Twitter, which I thought was really cool. I don't know if it was tied to like an AMA or anything, but uh, pretty interesting. The movie, you know, I think most people would agree was somewhat underwhelming. It was the best of the new trilogy, but it's. Certainly not great.
1: I'm going to quote Dr. Ian Malcolm right now. You were so concerned about whether or not you could, you didn't stop to think about whether or not you should. Guys.
0: They made money. It, it, That's it, all they care about. It, it,
1: we already got to Jurassic Park 3 with no one learning the lesson. <laughs> we did not need to start a whole new trilogy with no one learning the lesson. I,
0: yeah, oh I mean, God, it dude. makes sense that that movie came from a video game idea. I, I mean, the way it was po- written,
1: it definitely it <laughs> plays like a fucking video game. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's boss battles and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, it all makes sense. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I kind of think it would be cool to seen the video game interpretation rather than the movie. It should have been a video game. I th- I, it probably it, would have been pretty awesome. Uh, uh,
1: yes, like actually playing like a... As a video game. It's like a, a God of War style, uh, current God of War style, uh, Jurassic World game where you have to be the guy who has to wrangle all of this shit and then slowly unfold a story where
0: you realize that well, see, Once again, no one has
1: learned the fucking same lesson. Well, see, you know how he
0: kind of, like, trains the raptors and, like, sort of befriends them? Yeah,
1: that that seems like a fucking video game mechanic.
0: It is a video game mechanic. <laughs> I believe you know Shadow of Mordor. Oh, we, no. We need the nemesis system. Oh, no. In the Jurassic Park World movie. <laughs> and you just befriend these dinosaurs and recruit them and then they (laughs) kill the other dinosaurs above them in the the hierarchy of the island and you slowly build your raptor army oh god
1: they should do like if you're going to do the Nemesis system, you got to make it a TV series where the ones that you try to take out, you fail a couple of times and they remember you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, I w- please make a Shadow of Mordor style Jurassic Park game. Please, I fucking dare you. (laughs) That would be incredible. Go back to the fucking
1: park one more time. See what happens. It'd be so dumb, but (laughs) I'd be so on board for it. Also, just completely abandon the the fucking the locust thing. Guys, this is a thing about dinosaurs. Let's keep it to the dinosaurs without adding anything else stupid.
0: Speaking of video game news, a... Recent leak has revealed that an open-world single-player Black Panther video game is currently in development at EA. The game will follow the death of the most recent Black Panther, and the role-player will fill the title and progress through the game. It is allegedly called Project Rainier at EA and is in early development. Uh, by the newest studio lead at EA, Kevin Stevens, who also worked on Shadow of Mordor and War. Ha, look at that. Yeah. Tied it together. Hey. That was totally intentional. (laughs) And uh, Batman Arkham City. Um, In comparison, as far as Marvel video games, we also know that Insomniac, uh, obviously a completely different company, uh, studio working for Sony, uh, is developing Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. So, a lot of potentially great games coming from the Marvel Cinematic Universe slash Marvel Comic Universe. So, look forward to that. I'm worried. EA. EA is a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I can't lie. They have not had a good track record of late. Uh, But the concept sounds cool. I think that if they execute well, it'll, it'll at least have a nice level of, you know, polish on the surface whether there's depth there and whether there's stability in the game (laughs) that's a big question
1: the thing that makes me worried is that they know how to make a good game uh star wars jedi fallen order is an example of that that being said this game could very easily be monetized into oblivion (laughs)
0: yeah that is a concern but i think that concern is lessened assuming these rumors or these leaks are valid that it's a single player focused game right because i imagine it it would be a little harder to focus uh monetize yeah because a single player game exactly and you think like most recent examples with square enix and their attempt at avengers And they tried to make it like a cooperative multiplayer experience where they could monetize shit. And then they also had the single-player stuff that was, eh. Yeah, that was pretty gross, pretty bad. It it
1: was pretty bad, but then following that game, they release a really good one with Guardians of the Galaxy. So, (laughs) I mean, it's... They they learned their lesson. It's clearly on display that they know how to make a good game. They just need to learn how to not overshadow the good game that they have with the bad game that they tried to monetize into oblivion
0: yeah so we'll see um you know i get why people are hesitant to trust ea with just about anything but there's no doubt that they have a lot of talent they have a lot of good ideas often but they're they're greedy bastards. <laughs> it's just it's just a fact of life that we live with when we deal with EA. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Cross your fingers. Fix Battlefield, please.
1: They're nah. not gonna. Battlefield. God. You already know they're not gonna. Oh, man. <laughs> you want something to compete with Call of Duty, and it's not gonna happen. Why? <laughs>
0: Battlefield used to be so good.
1: now it's always broken hovercrafts floating up skyscrapers you knew what this was we
0: don't need to call hovercrafts on the top of a skyscraper (laughs) as an airdrop and just decimate everybody (laughs) (laughs) with no recourse and then you shoot people and it doesn't do anything because it doesn't register It's just so broken. Can't we just drop a rod of God? There's like one rifle that works.
1: (laughs) We need to just drop a rod of God from space. Just lay waste, start over. We'll call it Battlefield 2043. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. One year later, we learned. Your sequels,
0: very tight. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what EA is doing. I hope they turn the corner soon because they are a large entity and they are responsible for a lot of the video games we enjoy. Yeah. So I hope they do a good job. Next up on the news, a new upcoming comic has been making some noise uh, in the controversy realm. Created by Eric July, uh, founder of Ripiverse Comics and artist Gabe el the new comic Isum. Uh, is about a man named Avery Silman, a Texas rancher who was formerly a superhero. Uh, why is it making such a big noise on the circuit? Especially for a small indie comic, I assume. Uh, the creators were interviewed on Fox News and stated they didn't want to beat people over the head with stuff like social justice. That's in quotes. Uh, El Taib stated, quote, I made it to DC Comics and made it to Superman. My little boy dream came true. But they made him woke. End quote. Obviously, this led to a lot of chaos on the internet. Of course, it did. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that you, Nick, and I are all fairly progressive people. Fairly, yeah. Fair to say, but I don't think I don't think we can deny that things have maybe been a little too far uh, in. Uh, the uh, heavy-handed heavy-handed e- is the correct word yeah yeah uh, you know it's not that these things aren't worth pursuing and uh, don't have a place to, but i think you're right i think recent history the past right maybe 10 years of comic books and of course i'm talking specifically comic books right now have been drenched in just like preaching to you and it Yeah, sometimes you just want to shut your brain off. Like (laughs) if you're reading, you know, about Spider-Man, like maybe you don't need to have like the entire history of some social injustice. You know, we acknowledge those things are there, but we go into some of these books, not all of them. Some of them have a point, but more often than not, like we go into these books to have an escape from the world. (laughs) <laughs> you know when right. we feel defeated when we feel that there are injustices in the world that we just can't do anything about right now and we just want to relax and turn our brains off and kind of reset so we can tackle the next day we go to our comic books you know as a form of entertainment and i don't think there's anything wrong with that the to not necessarily want politics in our you know casual layback books where we just want to be sent into some kind of fantasy world and just turn our brain off and have a good time. I think there's a place for that. And I think probably that's what these creators were getting at in this interview. But of course, because it was on Fox news, they got, of course, they got to push it
1: 24 hours a day. Not only that, but you already know what you're going to get.
0: Like And it's, it's worth saying for people that are unaware the comic features a, a prominent black character. The book is created by a uh, black writer who I think is also a rapper and um, uh, a he, Middle Eastern yeah, he's artist.
1: A, uh, he's a rapper and also a heavy metal artist. And yeah, it, yeah, this is uh, so does a, a lot fair, of stuff. Fairly young guy, like yeah. undertaking something like this that has.
0: Uh, when you look at the numbers, this thing shot up real quick. Yeah, like I said, this is a very small startup comic company with two established creators. Both of them worked for DC, I believe, at some point. Uh, the artist, for sure, but I think uh, Eric July also wrote some for uh, DC. Um, so it's not like these guys are coming out of nowhere. They have clout. Obviously, they're both ethnically diverse people so it's it's not even like you can say they're white supremacists or something like that oh yeah but no. if you look on the internet that's what a lot of people are saying which is almost ridiculous it's, it's, it's really absurd I,
1: I mean it's getting pretty ridiculous what uh, the what the crux of the ongoing narrative around not even the book itself the book hasn't even come out to like say anything about yet yeah, uh, but what's being said about the writer and the artist? Uh, they, I gotta say it—it's got very little to no basis in any kind of factual statement. Which is, it, guys, if you're gonna make an argument, you gotta make one that actually has some sticking power.
0: Yeah, so it, you know, I don't think. that they were trying to make a particularly profound statement with their interview, but obviously that's not what happened. Um, or at least that's not the way it was taken. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens. I'm curious to see if like the industry just boycotts it and like they go down in flames, even if the comic is good. I mean, we can only judge the artwork right now from what we've seen on the previews, but the artwork looks really good. Um, and we know that, um, The creators are established and have some clout so i imagine the book will be you know decent to good uh hopefully great but uh i also wonder if like this ends up being kind of the opposite and they're doing this kind of intentionally to stir up some controversy to get the press because you know Any press is good press, especially when you're a startup, right? Right. So, you know, they're probably going to get eyes on the book that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Most people probably wouldn't have realized the book came out at all, you know? (laughs) So it's it's weird because you don't know how much of this is, like, a legitimate effort to make a statement about the comic industry. And you don't know how much of this is just business tactics to drum up some support from savvy creators and you don't know how much of it is just them saying something that was probably supposed to be taken you know at a much more docile tone right. than what it got propagated up <laughs> with uh, particularly conservative uh media outlets right that it's interesting the the
1: discourse on the the writer and the artist aside i because I'm a fucking renegade, have actually ordered ISOM number one. Really? Not
0: Not only
1: have I ordered ISOM number one, I plan on doing a review to see if this writer and this artist managed to put their money where their mouth is. Yeah, so no
0: pressure. No pressure, <laughs> no pressure. Uh, it's only a number one. I mean, honestly, it only benefits everybody if it's good. So I hope right. it's good, just for comic creators and businesses in general. It, it's nice to have more good content out there, regardless of whether they're trying to make a a message <laughs> about woke or lack of thereof. Yeah. Uh, in in our industry, messaging aside, you said it about the
1: gaming industry. I'll say it about the comic book industry. Competition breeds excellence. Let's see what the boy has. Yeah. Put up or shut up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> put up or shut up. Uh, because w- we matter. Because we totally matter. Our opinions matter here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, look, I, I'm feeling real macho. I just watched like, the the end of The Boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, man.
0: I, I, I haven't finished it yet, but... Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, it starts off with a bang, doesn't it? <laughs> uh,
1: oh, God. You,
0: you used the word bang. Ah! <laughs> Next up on the news, Image Comics uh, is releasing a Humble Bumble. Uh, I really, I'm going to edit yeah, that out. You, you flubbed that one. I sure did because I spelled it wrong. I put Bumble <laughs> in the spelling <laughs> instead of Bundle.
1: Humble Bumble.
0: <laughs> Humble Bumble. Humble <laughs> Bumble. That sounds like the
1: saddest. <laughs> that sounds like the saddest dating app I've ever fucking heard.
0: Oh no, <laughs> I, I, I just liked you on Humble Bumble. <laughs> Please date me.
1: Like, uh, ah, yeah, yeah, it's just me, and just I'm a little I'd, overweight, and I'm but just, I'm
0: I'm kind of nice. Yeah, I, I'm just I can, average. I can be know. lazy. Yeah, 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 I'm not really motivated, but you know,
1: yeah, that, that, I like to
0: have someone to talk to. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know, someone to
1: watch shows with, yeah. talk about books.
0: I won't rub your feet, but uh, no, uh, I'll, maybe I'll wave at you once in a while. Yeah, I'll
1: I'll think it's a good idea, but I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: the, that's the perfect quote for the humble bumble. I'll think it's a good idea, but I I won't won't do do it. it. (laughs) Man, you are a t-shirt generating machine. We need to find somebody to make these t-shirts. I'm
1: I'm t-shirt Captain America. I could do this all day.
0: I love it. It's so good. All right. Uh, And that's... I don't even know if I'm going to leave this in now. (laughs) Uh, I might not even edit this out. Uh, Maybe not
1: leave it in no
0: it's staying in (laughs) that's what she said (laughs) i'm the worst (laughs) i would apologize but i don't care
1: (laughs) all right so let's try this again so image comics is
0: releasing a humble bundle for image comics 30th anniversary and will include a bunch of iconic volumes of Spawn, The Darkness, Savage Dragon, Invincible and Witchblade. It will allow you to choose what you want to pay, which is the coolest part of this. The comics come in various file formats obviously not physical. Uh, That can be read on both computers and cell phones, and a portion of the proceeds will go towards the Book Industry Charitable Foundation, which helps employees and owners of bookstores and comic shops with financial and medical service needs. Uh, The promotion will end on August 18th. It's my birthday! (laughs) You just had to do that, didn't you? Yeah, that's the only reason I put that in there. Uh, But uh, (laughs) it's my birthday. Thank you, uh,
1: Roar. I was about to say, Roar Thagnarok.
0: (laughs) You can join the Humble Bumble. (laughs) You guys can can, uh, Netflix and chill with (laughs) Thor. What'd you say? Thor. God. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah uh, so, you, you, I, can, I'm so, you can swipe I'm left it. or left on Humble Bumble and uh, <laughs> I like the Chet Flicks and Nil
0: Orange Cassidy would be great on <laughs> Humble Bumble <laughs> he'd be the star be the, <laughs> the spokesman of Humble Bumble
1: <laughs> the only man
0: to ever Swipe down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. But uh, going back to the news topic at hand, this is an awesome endeavor. Obviously, we always say, you know, support your local comic book shops wherever you can. Uh, Obviously, we're we're not a comics-focused show every week anymore like we used to be, so we don't get to say it as often because we don't have the opportunity to say it. But uh, we really do uh, love it when we see you out and about along with us at our local comic book shops here in Columbus, Ohio. There's a bunch of great ones. Yeah. Uh, dragon's Lair just opened up nearby. <clears throat> it's comic town. Uh, also close to me up here in Polaris and Westerville. You got, uh, world's greatest comics, which is a great store and r- really has gotten even better than it used to be. It's, it's always been a great store, but they re- they got a new space and it's really, really nice. Uh, laughing ogre, obviously <laughs> iconic yeah. hero and games down in downtown. Yeah. Um, Crazy Comics over on the east side of the city. Really, really great local comic book shops that really have good service, great people working there, and this charity helps benefit those people. And it was crucial. I think it uh, became most prominent during COVID when people obviously were losing their jobs and people couldn't physically go to pick up their pools yeah, uh, like they used to. And comic books shops were doing different types of sales tactics to try to stay afloat. I know World's Greatest Comics. I really enjoyed what they did. They basically hosted an online auction uh, for various books um, that they had in stock, it was specifically like collectible old books, and oftentimes like ones that weren't necessarily in the best condition, but they're really cool, really iconic pieces. So they could sell them, you know, for cheaper, and then you'd auction them and have a good time. And it was more charitable than anything. You weren't looking to like make a buck or get a great deal. You were just supporting them. With a few extra bucks on a auction bid, and it was fun. Like it built the community, really great time. Uh, other comic book shops tried other methods, including you know mailing comics to people and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it was interesting seeing how all these comic shops adapted, and this charity uh, has been helping out nationwide. And it's great to see that Image Comics, which I I think you'd probably agree has been making the best comic books and probably been the best influence on the comic book industry in recent years oh yeah i mean they image comics does a wonderful job and like we talked about all those shows we enjoy from amazon they come from image comics you know um so yeah they they do a wonderful job really love what they're doing um really hope that uh they're successful with this humble bundle especially with people paying what they want hopefully people feel charitable uh and want to support a good cause and get some good books
1: Yes, and I can't think of really a better company with a better or <laughs> more high-quality stable of work to pull from for something like this, especially at a pay-what-you-can
0: or pay-for-however-much-you-want. like yeah. for however much mean, just, you want. just as a deal. Yeah, like, That's at, an outstanding deal. Absolutely. Like, the value is through the roof, so definitely support that if you... you Feel like indulging in your comic books. This is the one time I will permit you to use digital comics <laughs> over physical comics because it supports a good cause and a good company. So really great to see. Well, Emory, that wraps up the news for today. Okay. So without further ado, let's award the prestigious, nay, life-changing award of comic cover of the week from Hit the Books Podcast. This week, DC is the big winner with one of its variants. This is the Poison Ivy number 3. This is the Stanley Art Germ Lau Cardstock Variant Cover. Obviously done by Stanley Lau. Um, This is interesting because Stanley Lau is a good artist. I would say a great artist. However... He often does not win. (laughs) Because there is a pattern with his art that I think is very obvious for anybody that is a fan of Stanley Lau. A
1: pattern that is remarkably against all odds, not
0: nearly as obvious this time around. Which is part of the reason it won. (laughs) But generally speaking, Stanley Lau... Wonderful artist. Nothing wrong with this, by the way. It just, it is what it is. Yeah. He is known for creating kind of 3D style artwork with ridiculous proportions, specifically in the bosom. And I I won't say ridiculous because women like that do exist,
1: but uh, as you said, we saw a pattern. There's a pattern. There's Uh, definitely a pattern. Just do a
0: quick Google search. (laughs) You might have to turn safe search off and look up Stanley Art Germ Lau artwork. And you will see that the vast majority of it is little tiny waist, big giant titties. (laughs) And generally speaking, almost completely exposed. You don't see the nipple, but there's a lot there. I mean, there's nothing, like I said, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. that. We don't kink shame here. No, we do not. Yep. I I mean, I I talk all the time about how Stepan Sajic is doing my favorite artwork in the industry right now as a modern artist. And he's known for sunstone and making (laughs) lewd art on Twitter. So I, I have no room to talk. But this particular cover, he showed a lot of restraint. And in doing so, I think not only did himself justice, but the comic industry in general justice. This cover is incredible looking. It is beautiful. It, it obviously plays a lot with the various uh, plant life that Poison Ivy exposes herself and creates to. And it's it's not that 3D rendered look. That you right. see like in a video game or in like like the, those goofy like posters you see advertised, you know, uh, for like p- pinup art and stuff, you know. Right. This l- is high quality looking art, and it obviously it's all high quality and it all takes a lot of effort. I don't want to take anything away from his artwork, but this in particular, uh, this in particular rings true to what he can do and what he can represent, and I really think it's a great cover. Uh, with a lot of uh, a lot of I don't know it, I don't, it's just it's it's so colorful it's so vibrant um, it, it it's has this, strange it Th- that's the thing yeah. with
1: this cover it looks so strange and otherworldly while at the same time also giving poison ivy of all characters that. Image of what it would look like to actually like level up, <laughs> and somehow against all odds, yeah, this without... is the final
0: boss. Yeah, <laughs> Poison Ivy. Th- this Thir- is third stage, Poison Ivy. Th- this is final. Bo- well, this I is would when say... the Latin music starts playing. Oh God, yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is when you hear a uh, chanting choir chorus music. Yeah, right before this lady is about to kill you in like one to two hits dark soul style <laughs> this is the kind of artwork that i i would never expect it, i didn't expect it it took me by surprise and it completely changed the way that i looked at this character
0: yeah it's awesome it's a great piece of art i would love to have this uh as a print or something like that hanging yeah. up on my wall and a big blown up fashion i mean obviously i'm gonna find the comic and i'm gonna enjoy the comic um but i would love to have this blown up it's such an awesome piece of art and i hope that stanley Lau takes more chances like this in the future i mean yes i get it big titties sell (laughs) you know it's just a fact (laughs) Uh, you know yeah somehow
1: boundless keeps making
0: making comics libido exists we get it we get it (laughs) but uh i think this is, this is incredible stuff. And I I really hope to see more of it because it's, it's just awesome. And I, I I want more. I want more Stanley. Yes. Like I want, this made me
1: reevaluate what's possible with the character so hard that I want that design for, (laughs) for poison Ivy moving forward.
0: Yeah. That would be awesome. That really would. Yeah. Uh, It's worth noting that we did also give uh, a different Poison Ivy variant cover comic of the week um, probably four episodes ago. So they're doing something right. Like, they're, they're producing good stuff with these variants. And, like, even the normal covers look really good. So... Really cool. I mean, Poison Ivy is obviously, you know, a fan favorite as far as aesthetics go and design. Yeah, so it's it's ripe for any kind of artist to step in and really have a good time uh, being creative. But really thought that was cool. Uh, really, really good artwork from Stanley Lau. Hope to see more. Uh, I thought it would be nice uh, just to add the description uh, in these reviews, obviously, since we're not going through every new comic that's right. been released this week like we used to. Um, so as a nice gesture to you know kind of put the word out there, I thought it'd be nice if we award a cover of the week that we read the description for the issue. Hmm. So this one, fixing the world is an easy work and Ivy's all hot and sweaty because of it. Getting her hands dirty was never an issue, but when plant assassins come after her, Ivy must be willing to play dirty as well. So clearly a lot of innuendo. Doesn't sound great. (laughs) But the cover's awesome. The the
1: cover's awesome.
0: It doesn't
1: sound like the interior is going to meet the exterior where it's at, but you know what? Hey, sometimes you just need someone like this. uh, Forward thinking with what's possible for this character. Uh, give you a cover that will lure anyone in. And if Poison Ivy is known for anything, it's being able to lure people in.
0: Yep. I mean, her whole gimmick is that she seduces people with her pheromones. So yeah. I mean, makes sense. It, I, it, I get it. It makes sense. <sighs>
1: I just want doing cocaine comics to do a better <laughs> job of writing.
0: The comics are generally pretty good, but I haven't read this series, so I don't know if it's actually good, but that description is terrible. <laughs> they probably could have done a better synopsis.
1: Uh yeah, guys, you got to get a salesman in here to read these. Like this is this could have been an easy sell. It really could have. Emery does voice work. <laughs> Please. Hire me as one of the the new good ideas that you guys have going. We accept payment
0: and cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) They're not supposed to
1: know that? Goddamn.
0: Well, that's a good way to end the show then. Uh, Uh, Yes,
1: with the (laughs) uh, ATF looking for us. (laughs) They're coming after
0: me. There's nothing I can do. Uh, once again, want to thank you all for sticking with us and uh, listening and watching another mediocre edition of Hit the Books podcast. Mediocre! Thank you all for watching and listening. Be sure to hit us up on Twitter at HTBVids at Facebook at forward slash Hit the Books. And you can always email us at HitTheBooksVids at gmail.com where you can submit questions for the show any kind of constructive uh criticisms or any uh ideas or uh, uh i don't know what do i want to say what do I want to say, Emery? <laughs> I don't know what I want to end with. Uh, ideas, criticisms. Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, lewd fan art.
1: <laughs> no, no, never that. <laughs>
0: Give me Edgy the Hedgy <laughs> getting edged. No! <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. You just. Uh, oh, the, edgy the Hedgy getting a rim job. What do you think of that? Chili dogs. I hate it here.
1: (laughs) This is where I live now. We're
0: going to be inundated with this. I hope you know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how the editing process goes, but it seems like everything went much smoother than normal with the new camera and new mic setup. So I hope you guys notice a difference at home. Please let me know in the comments, either on YouTube, on uh, the podcast services, via email, or shout us out on Twitter or Facebook. Please reach out to me. Let me know what you think. Uh, about the changes, about the setup changes. Uh, I'll probably rearrange the background to make it a little more aesthetic and a little more centered. Uh, You can't see an off camera, but there's a wall here that made me think that I would have to stagger this, and (laughs) turns out I didn't. (laughs) So now it just looks weird and off center. Um, But uh, I expect we'll probably have Nick back for the next episode. Once again, remember to check out their stream, uh, Those Natural Ones. Yep. Uh, Those natural ones on Twitch. And we will be uploading those episodes to YouTube. Yep. And we've been trying to post uh, the links also on our social media for Hit the Books. Uh, Those Natural Ones, I think, also has a Facebook, correct? Yes. Facebook.com forward slash Those Natural Ones. Yep. Is that correct? All right. And they also have a YouTube channel, and then they archive their live streams on Twitch. So you can see those for, what, 60 days, 90 days, something like that? Uh, I think it's something like that. But, uh, yeah, catch us live Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. All right, that's everything we got for this week. So thanks again for listening, watching, supporting. Be sure to hit like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Give us a nice rating elsewhere, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, my favorite Stitcher, so love supporting them. Um, So definitely reach out to us. Let us know if you got anything to offer, any stories you want us to tell, any input, (laughs) you name it. I I want Edgy the Hedgy. No! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you and goodbye. We'll see you next week. Don't you
1: dare send any edgy the hedgy edging. Stop. Do it. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> kill me. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs>